Everything Jason Moss does is to win. When he has a conviction about something, I trust it, and I support him. Does he still have your full confidence? Absolutely. I'll tell you this. In the CFL over the last two years, only one coach has won more games than he is. That says everything. At the same time, I mean, coaches, like players, are judged what they do in big moments. If mm-hmm. that big moment comes around again, would you be okay with the same call being made again, or is, would you rather a different call be made in the same situation? Well, if he has a conviction about something, I trust that. If it works out, we're on a flight to Ottawa right now. So it's easy to second-guess when it doesn't work out. Brock, have you seen a, a strategy like that work out in, in football in the past before? Have you uh, I'm sure there has. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but... The philosophy behind it when discussing it, I understand where he was coming from, and again, I support him. The public reaction's been been huge. I mean, social media blew up with it. How have you guys as an organization handled the scrutiny, the criticism, and everything else that has happened since uh, that play? One of the things I love about Edmonton and this fan base is the passion. So we understand that if we're upset, we wish it would work out. So uh, as far as the outside and how we handle things, we handle things inside. Jason and I are on the same page. The organization's on the same page, and that's how we end up. Does he have to learn from this as well, though? We all learn from everything. Yeah, every time you do something, every time you lose a game, every time you win a game, you learn. So win, lose, if we win a great cup, you're not. If you're, The old saying is you never stay the same. You get better or you get worse. So even if you win a championship, you can still get better. Do you think this what? could make him a, a better coach in some ways, even though it is a, a brutal experience? Absolutely. You, he. You guys all know Jason. You probably guys know him that have been here for years a little bit better than I do. He's very tough mentally, so he's got thick skin. He's going to be just fine. Brock, this one call won't overshadow what's been a, a pretty incredible season. And I, I imagine from your shoes as well, being you know, your, your first year in the job. No, again, I'll go back to this. Jason won 13 games. We as an organization won 13 games with a league record of injuries. So we didn't end up where we wanted to end up. We're disappointed about that. Everyone's talking about Jason's call. I understand that because it's a passionate fan base, and we love that. That's why one of the most appealing things about being in Edmonton is how much people care. So we don't want that to change. We also had two missed field goals that aren't Sean White's fault. I'm never going to blame it on the win because Calgary played in it too. The reality is it was heading right down the middle, and it got veered left. So there's other things that played into it. But, again, over the past two years, no one's won more games than than Jason except for one person, and that person's up for Coach of the Year in back-to-back years and back-to-back Grey Cups. So it's pretty hard for me to sit up here and chastise a head coach who's had the success that Jason's had. On top of that, with all the injuries we had, how many? it's hard to win 12 games in a perfectly normal year to win 12 games, then win a playoff game on the road against another 12-6 and team with a league record of injuries. Not many coaches can do that. What does it say about him that all the players had his back? I mean, there was nobody that was disgruntled about the call at all, even though, you know, it was seen as controversial by everybody else. Nothing and no one is more important than the locker room, so that says everything. What has the mood been like around here the last couple of days, just after all that? Disappointment. <clears throat> anyway, no one's happy we lost. We're as disappointed as everybody else is outside of the building. We're here all day, every day, um, weekends until midnight, so we're more disappointed than anybody, and we should be. If anyone's happy about losing the game, then they shouldn't be here. Brock, you were the one that hired Jason Moss. We have history with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was given a head coaching job without a ton of experience, maybe compared to some others. Mm-hmm. What have you seen in his development? Um, sideline presence, 
uh, handling this part of the job? I mean, what have you seen overall in his development to you know, becoming more experienced? He's very open-minded. Everybody talks about how stubborn he is and how tough-minded he is, and I think that's a great quality. What they don't see is the behind-the-doors things where he's open to changing a practice tempo when we had the injuries, where he's open to different ideas. He sits with all of his coaches. He has an open-door policy. I, I promise you, if you ask every player, What's Jason like? They're like, he's extremely approachable. We can walk in, we can have discussions. He's open to listening. And one of the best things that he's done this year is he coaches his coaches, and that's a great example of a good head coach. One of the, I mean, and it's just optics on the sideline. You see mm -hmm. him, you know, upset, frustrated with another coach. Like, we all know he's pretty fiery. Mm -hmm. um, is Jason a head coach that coaches with, you know, open ears and are people able to have their say in their opinions? And, and you know, it, is there a process in place where, you know, if somebody can question him, then that's okay? Well, I think I just alluded to that, that he's very open. Yeah. I mean, in short, yes, he is. And the two examples everybody's talking about, I'll say this. I was a ball boy when Bill Parcells of the New York Jets, and I worked with Don Matthews. And what Jason did to those coaches is a slap on the wrist. So people talk about having leadership and having gumption and all that and how they want it. And then when they see that, they get upset about it. So you can't have it both ways. It starts at the top. There's a hierarchy. And when it gets to a point where enough is enough, if he takes it and he's bowled over, then everything I just said about him goes for nothing. Do you see this offseason as your chance to really put a stamp on this team after, after this past season? I want to win games. So I don't care where the credit goes. I don't care if it's, quote, my stamp or not. I'm like Jason. I'm going to do everything I can to help this organization win a championship. So if, if the outside world wants to say it's, quote, my stamp or not, that's great. If the credit goes to someone else, that's fine too. I just want to win games. How much are you looking forward to though having a full off season with this team now that you you know you came here pretty late mm -hmm. uh, in the off season? You saw the team in season. Now as a GM, you have you know a full a full uh, runway here to work with uh, with this team. I'm extremely energized by it. Uh, last night I couldn't sleep. The night before I couldn't sleep for different reasons. I was upset as we all were, but last night I was eager to come in here because. The nature of the timing of the hire, I couldn't implement all my thoughts, my ideas, my plans. Now I have a chance to do that. So, you know, we'll see where that goes, where it comes to fruition. But we're not going to reinvent the wheel. I mean, the game hasn't changed. So when people are like, hey, let's let's completely think outside of the box in every aspect of the game, we're not going to do that. But it comes down to what I've said before is coaches and players win games. I mean, that's the reality. And we'll give them every resource we can to do that. And that's my job to provide them with the best players possible and to give the coaching staff what they need to, to coach and win games. Is the list uh, lengthy? Your free agent list, is it lengthy? It's pretty lengthy. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we've, we've, I've been negotiating contracts. Uh, we've got several deals agreed to. Okay. We've got some that are done. And my philosophy is, especially during the playoff run and with how busy we were with all the injuries this year, is I wanted to focus on the playoffs. So we didn't announce anything because if we hadn't had a chance to talk to players before then, I didn't want to distract from the task at hand. Where, where does uh, C.J. Gable fit in with your future plans that you brought him in? We wanted to be here. We had a good discussion, and uh, both C.J. intimated he wanted to be here. I've told him I wanted to be here, and I've already been in discussions with his agent. So barring anything very unforeseen, we plan on having him back. Brock, how do you, how do you sum up this season for you? I mean, you, you had to hit the ground running. You barely had time to you know, probably set your office up before the right. season started, and it was just a snowball of injuries all year. Yeah, well, I haven't set my office up yet. I haven't packed yet. Um, if I had two words to describe it, I'd say Red Bull and resilient. <laughs> um, the, the organization, the team itself, you learn a lot about people. You learn most about people when you go through hard times. And it's a testament to our locker room. That's the, the coaching staff. And again, everybody's talking about Jason. And the, that's one call that people either agree or disagree with. And I get that. If it works out, we're on a flight to Ottawa, and everybody's saying it's a genius. It's like the whole basketball analogy. Don't shoot, don't shoot, don't shoot. Great shot. So... 
what he did controlling this environment with all the injuries we had where we lost six games in a row and no one went off the rails, that comes from leadership. So when people say, how does he handle himself and his sideline demeanor, if his coaches were okay with how they were spoken to and if this team follows him, and I've had exit interviews the last two days, and I can't count the number of players that verbatim quote where I would run through a wall for him. So I think that summarizes everything of who he is and the belief that he has in this locker room. How about yourself? Did you prove something to yourself this season? <clears throat> Off the digest, that's a good question. Um, I loved every minute of it. Um, I think I proved that we want to win as much as everybody, and we'll do everything we can to do that. If we have to go find new players, and if we have to make trades, basically what I said before, and I'll repeat it, is everything we can do to win a championship, we're going to try to do, and I'll exhaust myself, and I know Jason will too, along with the players and the staff, to get that done. Is there anything, if you could change one thing, is there, is there anything you could, you would think? Yeah, we'd beat Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> how much of a, how much motivation is there just knowing that Edmonton is going to host the Great Cup next year? It adds to it, but we want to win every year. And if I was more motivated just because we're hosting the Grey Cup, I shouldn't be in the role. I don't care if we're playing in Yellowknife. We want to win the Grey Cup. You have uh, a lot of guys in the back nine of their careers. Uh, you've got a lot of free agents like everybody else does. How different do you anticipate your team looking next year? That remains to be seen. Um, you know, to try to predict who will be back and who won't be back right now at this time would be, I'd be misleading. We'll figure that out as the season goes on. What I do know is it won't be the same exact roster, and that's why it's so hard. That's why it's difficult yesterday when you get that close. And first of all, credit to Calgary. They are who they are because of a great organization. They've been to three or four great cups for a reason. So that's not taking away anything from them. We, we hit them in the mouth, as we say. We went 14 nothing, and they battled back, so you have to tip your hat to them. All that being said, we think we have a team that could win a great cup. We didn't prove it. We didn't put it on the field, so we can't say that. But on the inside, that's what makes yesterday so hard. That's what makes Sunday so hard is we feel like we have the talent, we feel like the coaching staff to do it, and we'll never have this exact same team back together again. So we absolutely feel we missed out on an opportunity that's hard to come by. How about the season Mike Riley's had this year? If he's not the MOP, then uh, I think it's a disrespect to the, to the award. And that's no disrespect towards Ricky Ray. He's had a phenomenal year, I think, the world of him. But look at all the injuries and moving parts we had, the different receiving core, and he led the league in – Know, passing and touchdowns. Our offense was number one in a lot of categories. He was the stabilizing force in a very unstabilizing year. He sent Beach a couple of years ago. You worked, got to work with him this year. Was he what you expected? He was more. He was more. And, and I thought the world of him ahead of time. But again, when you find out about people during tough times, it says everything about him. He was the same guy every day, day in and day out. And when you look at your leader of a franchise and the face of the franchise, they set the tone with their actions and everything he does. All you have to do is watch how he plays the game, how he practices, how he prepares, and that says everything about him. And I wish the fans and everybody could follow him for a day and just see what really goes into it because it's exceptional.